Bonsoir, bienvenue à bienvenue à le drive out. Nasa drive out kayo. Mga Pinoy na kabiga. Thank you for attending. Good evening, goals. Tonight on our menu will be the menu. A fantastic film that we've just we've just digested. In fact, and I quite enjoyed it. I did have a good time. I really had a good time. Yeah, that was great. That movie, yo. It was a good time. It was a great one. I, for some reason, I, like a bunch of people were asking me, like, oh, do you have plans for the weekend? I was like, oh, you know, we're probably going to go see the menu. And I had so many people who were just like, oh, really? You're going to go see that? Like, it looks so dumb. Really? And I was like, what? Like, I don't know. I, it, like, made me, like, second guess myself. That's weird. It's know. because those people don't agree with either itch. And that's why. <laughs> Those people own stock. Who's doing our recap? Unethical stock. I haven't done it in a while. Yeah, go ahead. You can do it. All right. So, um, Margot, played by Anna Taylor-Joy, is with the <laughs> ugliest man on the planet, um, who we assume she's dating. Um, and she, they, they are going to a, a, an exclusive, rich person experience with, like, it's just like a a restaurant that it's like twelve hundred dollars a head on its own island on its own private island um immediately we start seeing people who are apparently very prestigious and who um obviously have a lot more money than than god um and are are really pretentious about food evidently um, we get to the island. Vibes are off because everyone's like super uniform. Um, I guess as we we get there, we realize that um, Anna Taylor Joy, her character Margot, is not supposed to have been there. She was invited in place of another person, um, and the. The, the course throughout the course of the night they are getting these really avant-garde dishes served to them and we meet the chef who is apparently this really famous man this really famous chef who's like really world-class famous um, and every dish seems to reveal something new about like the I guess general state of affairs, but then more specifically, um, each individual person that's been invited to this experience or paid money to go on this experience. So we have like a food critic who has ruined the lives of several restaurant owners by giving them unfair reviews in um, her magazine. And we've got these people who are just, basically all of these people who are just so rich that um, nothing like life is meaningless and they're just chasing really pointless stupid indulgences to 
kind of feel something, I guess, but then their, their life ultimately becomes meaningless, which we realize throughout the course of the film um, is the whole point of this night, that the chef is trying to... He's invited all of these people here, all these people who um, have made his art meaningless. Um, down to Anna Taylor-Joy's date, who invited her knowing that um, everyone on the island would die and invited her because um, he couldn't come if he were just by himself. Like, you can't come alone. So, um, that's great. Basically, just really dark. And then in the end, um, they all become his last masterpiece um Anna Taylor-Joy gets to get away because she's smart and she's not like the other girls <laughs> and she's uh she wasn't supposed to be there because she wasn't a rich girl and she wasn't um a taker is what he called them um she was a sex worker and Hashtag girl boss. Hashtag girl boss, honestly. She just turned, she said, Uno reverse card and made him remember why he started being a chef. And he let her go. And she's the only one escaped. And everybody died in a big s'mores fire. And it was beautiful, honestly. And she wiped her mouth with the menu. And as, as a napkin while she's eating her cheeseburger on the boat as she gets away. And it was great. That cheeseburger looked so tasty. It kinda that did. cheeseburger at the end looked absolutely divine. bro. Yeah, um, this movie was so good. It really had like midsummer vibes, but was also like a comedy and was really dark. And I really loved it because obviously, I mean, the political commentary as well. It was right out my alley. Eat the fucking rich, bro. Yeah. Get them. Eat their little piggies. I liked it a lot. Um, First things first. Yeah. We thought for a moment that the movie star guy was the guy who played Tuco in Breaking Bad. And it wasn't. But I did find out that he did voice Sid the Sloth in Ice Age. (laughs) Stop, that's him? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my gosh. Guys, side note. When I was a kid, oh my God, we had the Ice Age movie Sexual on DVD. Awakening to Sid, I'm going to no, lose my mind. Uh, we had the Ice Age movie DVD, and I watched all the bonus features because we had nothing to do. Like his first and crush was the saber no, tiger. No. Diego. There was no sexual feelings of Ice Age. That was reserved for Bugs Life alone. <laughs> and Atlantis. Um, but Atlantis is justifiable at least. Anyway, I watched the interview of him, like, discovering how he would voice Sid the Sloth and, like, all the concept art of Sid the Sloth. And I, like, it's burned into my memory and I am amazed I didn't recognize him. That's incredible. I'm amazed that it wasn't Tuco from Breaking Bad. Yeah. (laughs) Like, maybe I'm just a racist, but, like, the body language was there. Like, the... Like, the tone of his voice, like, the, the way that he would, like, like, his face acting. Yeah. I don't know. It was... Anyone who's watching this, pull up a side-by-side and you decide. <laughs> you if get to decide, is listeners, racist. whether or not I am racist. Um, yeah, I just really liked the movie. It was so Like, fun. specifically, like, 
I, I specifically remember because we're going to the movie so often, we see so many trailers, and the first trailer that came out for this movie, I thought was amazing. It was yeah. like it didn't give the game away. Like there was like Mm-mm. it it <clears throat> kind of like reeled you in with some of the more memorable cinematography, like like showed you like the like the action or kind of gave you the the idea or in in only the vaguest sense of like what was going on. Just vibes. Just vibes. Yeah, and I and I was immediately on board. Like just being sold the vibes. Then another trailer came out that I felt like gave the whole game away. Like like trailers tend to do. And I was upset because I felt like the entire movie had been revealed to me. And th- and then there was like a bunch of like Instagram ads that I was seeing that I didn't think were very good. I don't know. I the the marketing I feel like let me down. But as I was watching the movie, as we were going through it, there were several occasions on which I was super present pleasantly surprised because I don't know. Maybe you guys called everything, and I'm and I'm just a slow, dumb viewer. But like the fact that she was a sex worker, the fact that uh, Tyler was basically in on it. Yeah, um, yeah. very cause, surprising. Like, I, Wild. Because Tyler oh, was insufferable. Such, oh or, man. The, uh, so three things: the fact that she was a, a sex worker, the fact that Tyler was in on it and basically sentenced her to die because he's just a simp lunatic <laughs> for the chef, and the fact that this is a one-time thing in which yeah. they all die. Those I are like those are all that. things cuz I thought it was going to be some sort of like uh, what's the fucking uh that Tim Burton thing with the barber, the demon barber that like Sweeney Todd. Mm, yeah, yeah Sweeney Todd. I thought it was going to be like some sort of like uh oh we lure rich people here to kill them. And literally And in a logistical them. sense I couldn't figure out how that would work because like these are important people. Yeah. They keep going missing. They're going to tell people where they're going. But the fact that it was a one-time deal, where yeah. this is like obviously like basically a cult that's been forming for some time, uh, like in, in in like this restaurant, and the fact that this is a one-time thing, this is like his swan song, his end performance, and then the you 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 become increasingly aware of what the relationship or really lack thereof um, is between Tyler and quote unquote Margot, like actually Aaron, um, like all of those things are 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 things that I was delighted and surprised to find out as the movie was going. I'm, I'm pleased that even though I thought I knew everything that was going to happen in the movie, that wasn't the case, which makes it, I don't know, it tells me that it's, it's there's some nuanced stuff going on in the yeah. writing and the storytelling, that even though so much of the story was given away in the trailer, it was still an enjoying movie to watch, and I still got to enjoy things as they were unraveled. Our friend Colin, who we watched the movie with, he said something that I think is kind of true. Um, it he, he it, it wasn't a very subtle movie. You you know what I mean? Like I I think everyone knows what the message the message was. You know what I mean? Like it, it was pretty clear, like what was going on. And usually I don't like, like for example, I just recently watched Diary of the Dead, and George A. Romero, a director that. I worship and the found footage like subgenre and horror is a pillar of my personality but somehow it's just like a god awful movie because it's just so not or just so obvious like no subtlety at all and it's it's just laughable like to watch and this one it had no subtlety but somehow they made it still like the the mystery elements that you just mentioned somehow still made it so that even though 
it was very obvious what they were doing, it's I was still gripped. You know what I mean? It was very. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think I agree with Alec. Like the not that I'm disagreeing with anyone, but specifically what you said, Alec, about like Tyler being in on it the whole time. And like I thought that was the heaviest part for me was that he, like, because I I kept being like, wow, he's so, like, insufferable about like That's exactly the, the word chef. I was thinking is insufferable. He's so yeah. insufferable. And like I don't like him in the first place as an actor or. <laughs> I just don't like his face. I don't know if that's shallow of me. Body shaming. He makes me uncomfortable. But he's a great actor. Um, he was they, awesome in Warm Bodies. I mean, they can. Oh shit! That is that guy, yeah, isn't that's it? Him. That's crazy. But he. He's also beast in uh, the first class. Experiment. Yeah, he is. But he. Um, was cast perfectly. I he, believe. Yeah. yeah. And Absolutely. He knocked it out of the park. <laughs> I think. It was amazing, like, once that part was revealed, um, that he was in on it the whole time and that he was okay with it because he would be meeting his hero. And this, not really even his hero, just this person who was so important to um, the culinary world. And, like, just basically for clout, like, um, (laughs) like, all for clout because he wasn't even a chef. Like it was, and that what he said to him when he had him cook in front of everyone, and he's dicing the shallot, he's just cutting the shallot with the skin on, and he goes like, "It's a new form of dicing that we've never seen before." He was such before. a confusing character oh, for me yeah. because, like, yeah. you're absolutely right that he was insufferable, but he was so sincere throughout everything that, like, it, it, it was a little it bit was difficult at for me to dislike him. Like, I felt like I yeah. should, like, like he he was just so pure (laughs) oh my god the vibes i kept getting in his admiration of everything that was happening the vibes i kept getting every time that like someone would you know kill themselves or die or a finger gets chopped off or something terrible happens and he's just interested justin long and barbarian coping mechanism i thought that justin long and barbarian his insanity had or that his sanity had snapped at that moment and he was like retreating into like the foodie worship in order to cope and that's and that wasn't the case. No. Yeah. Like, and it's I could a, tell that that wasn't the case, but I wasn't exactly sure what was happening, and so that's why, I, yeah, like I said before, I was just I was glad to let the movie unravel in front of me. I was just I just like kind of assumed that he thought it was a joke, like some of those other people did. That he thought everything. I mean, was I guess okay. looking back, that he he knew it, what was going on, so yeah. that's why he it wasn't makes it shot. much yeah. more. It makes uh, more sinister. sense now, and, and why he was so nervous in the beginning because he knew he was going to his death. The little tidbits that this movie has about human psychology are super interesting oh, because they're like these absolutely shocking, violent things keep happening. But then there's the like usually the chef or or uh, Elsa, the kind of like restaurant like manager lady who are just so like calm and authoritative. They're just like like this is this is a part like this is what you paid for. This is the experience. Sit down and like it was. Because, like, your gut reaction is, like, I, I, they would not be able to calm me down. But the thing is, is that, like, when you're in a panic mode like that, you're confused. And you w- immediately want to latch on to someone or something that knows what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, like, they're, like humans have been put into really bad situations before in which shocking, violent, terrifying things have happened. But just because someone spoke authoritatively 
they like accepted it. You know what I mean? Like, like specifically, I'm thinking like war crime stuff, right? Like how, like how could uh, like people possibly watch this happen? And it was just so chilling every time something horrible happened and the chef is just like, sit down, everything is fine, return to your seats. And they would be like cowed into, into doing so despite all evidence to the fact that they should not be <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was pretty good. Ralph Fiennes, the, the chef, the, the, the cult leader chef. Voldemort. Voldemort, uh, Grand Budapest. I really good, very <laughs> really good, good, good performance. Like the face acting, like just how subtle the performance was, and the fact that he looked like he was on the verge of tears. Yeah, at almost every moment, while at the same time seeming completely in control of everything that was going on around him. Like what a, like yeah, what a, I just really enjoyed the performance, and what an amazing character that must have been for him to like dissect. You know, like really like tear into. Crazy. I really liked it. Um, the cinematography was beautiful. Yeah, cool shots. Very, cool very stuff. cool stuff. The beach with all those dead trees. The, very the cool. The dishes sh- presented as though it's yeah. like a cooking show or something. Yeah, that was so much with fun. Like the, text the, on the, front. Like, yeah, yeah, very like funny. The, the specialized Great comedic cameras relief. that show you the details in the food. The, the beach with all the dead trees is a great shot and also very symbolic, which I appreciated. Um, that last, like... They're all like the the uh, top down shot of the uh, like little s'more, s'more ritual. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's so beautiful. Like just like the the, the plating the plating of the people. Yeah. yeah, so good. It's so dark and disturbing. <laughs> um, yeah, it was it was great. And something that you said earlier, Alec, about like someone just speaking authoritatively will calm people down. Um, that was really interesting because I think in, like, when uh, when the first sous chef, like, kills himself in front of everyone, I don't think any of, like, the staff actually did anything. They Like, all of, it was all the the customers they calmed themselves down they were like did that just happen and then the critic Mm -hmm. lady was like no this is him this is so him even like they all just kind of turned and they all like oh yeah this is theater this has got to be this is definitely theater like they paid for for this like there was a I've seen them do this before and they all acted like they knew what was going on um that was really interesting to me because I feel like not I don't know. I feel like it's not just anyone who could do that. I don't know. I felt it's like that, that commanding was commanding culty kind of like authority, that presence, you know. And you know what I uh, you know what was a great scene? The fake out with the coast guard. Yeah. That was so good cuz it's such a good like cuz like everything is proceeding as it like I don't know. See like it's not that things were getting monotonous, but I thought that things were getting like kind of predictable in a sense like you have these courses things are going to get like progressively more and more fucked up um but she like finds the radio you think help might be on the way obviously there's uh, enough movie left that you know things aren't going to be resolved at this time so something is going to go wrong but this this outside element that is who's the like the first real person that we see that isn't either uh, a, a guest or a member of the staff comes in and or at least we think at that time right 
um, in order to shake everything up. And then there's like the fake out. I like, I don't know. I thought that that was such a good scene in order to make the pacing, like, like to just keep the forward momentum of the movie. I don't know. I thought that that scene in particular was really good and really important to like keep the movie fresh and spinning. Because you know something's going to go wrong, but you think you're going to watch this guy die horribly at, like, the hands of these, like, chefs. Like, they're going to, like, you know what I mean? They're going to throw a knife in the, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it turns out that it was all a bit all along. <laughs> that he it, was, it, it was just chefs, it's yeah. such a great little, like, switch up that you're right, pushed it forward and gave us that momentum that we needed while also being a very, like, comedic and, like, and I feel Very like it's dark important moment. for the for the psychology of the, all the characters too, because towards the end they start like you can. You're almost tempted to be like, "Oh, I'm built different. Like I I wouldn't just like accept my fate like they all did." But like that's the point at which their hope died. You know what I mean? Like like everything is getting progressively worse and worse. They've been let go and chased down and been given the opportunity to escape. You know what I mean? Uh, and then they give this they give them this one bright shining beacon of hope hey this person has come here to save us oh we're going to have him sign an autograph and a note that says help us maybe he'll get out and get help and just to like show that it was all a part of the of the ruse of the facade you know like i think that's important for making the way that the characters acted at the end of the movie when they're all about to die believable because they they've been so deconstruct like the same way that like like this avant-garde food stuff breaks down quote-unquote like the concept of like food and stuff they've been broken down at that point you know what i mean like they've been put so like through such like horrible things and have had hope dangled in front of them so many times and then taken away or had their like disbelief suspended and then torn apart and then coddled and then torn apart again i don't know i like it was just a just a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> I really liked it. Very refreshing after a pray for the devil last yeah. week and a good palate cleanser. Yeah, very. If you will. definitely needed a a better uh, a better movie. <laughs> Do you think the theme is though that like just all high end food is bullshit and none of it matters and it's all stupid? Because there's honestly no. like I don't know. I don't think that that's necessarily true. No, I, I think, don't think so. I think it gets it, toxic when it's like you know like the. Like, Saudi oil tycoons will just, like, put diamonds on the rims of their cars because they like don't even know what to do with it anymore. Gold, like, flaked chicken. Yeah, like, like, like there's, there's, a, there's a terminal velocity um, or, like, a, like, an event horizon past which, like, food is just food. It can't be that important, you know? And, and that's when it's just rich people looking for ways to use their money because mm. money has to have a purpose. You know what I mean? Um, but I think there's a, there's a pretty good stretch before that point where you can enjoy, like, it, like, it can be fun to taste something rather than just eat something for the purpose of being full in the same way that, like, I don't know, going to a movie theater and watching an Avengers movie is different than going to an art gallery. You know what I mean? And, and, like, watching, like, some abstract art. Um, I think it's less about that, like, all high-end food is bullshit and specifically how people will suck the joy that like mm. especially cuz no like his character 
Like, that was the point. yeah, it's not art anymore. It's not like he's not getting that his art so bad that that's not even that he doesn't enjoy it anymore. Yeah, he he's not getting die. that fulfillment anymore, and like that's I think what he is. And the fact that that art is only accessible by the worst possible exactly. people. Exactly. Yeah. And the the the, the people because those the, the, people his, have has, made it only accessible to themselves. Yeah, his art his art is only accessible to these people because they've made it so that only the highest like th- these rich assholes can afford things like this. And so he's making this art for these people that are completely soulless, that don't care about it at all. Which makes you soulless in return. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like everyone's dirty in the situation. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, I think it's it's not that high-end food is bad, I don't think. I think it has a lot more to do with the heart and the soul of what goes on when you're making that food. Because, I mean, I don't know, we went to a, like, not a high-end place, but, like, a medium-end place for dinner tonight. And, like, it was so fucking good, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, we had a great time, and, like, it, it had been a while since thematic, we'd gone. It? it was a little bit thematic. And it, it had been a while since the three of us had gone somewhere that was a little bit nicer. So it was, you know, good for the soul, good for the tongue. I don't know. I like good food. Um, what are the ratings? Okay, what are our ratings, first of all? I thought it was great. I'm, I'm, it, I'm worried. I want to say 80. See? <laughs> it wasn't, like, the best movie I've ever seen, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than Tar, but I do think that Tar is a better movie, if that makes sense. It's like a critic good movie they're like the the ten but. the tension in this movie would come and go mm-hmm. like what keeps tar from being like one of my favorite movies despite the fact that i think it's a extremely good movie is that like it's just tense throughout almost mm-hmm. like like uh there's no breaks like joker like joaquin phoenix's joker like i feel like i just spent two hours just like holding my breath <laughs> and yeah. but like this movie I feel like is a little bit more like playful with like the back and forth, you know, like there will be moments of like utter tension, like when, like right before the first sous chef uh, commits suicide. Right. And like, you know, that something horrible is about to happen, but you're not exactly sure what, um, but then it'll like uh, shift to like the, the less tense parts where I don't know, like they, like they sing happy birthday, you know what I mean? And it's obviously supposed to be like a joke. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I think that they're different movies in that sense. I'm. Mm, it, I really I like this movie, decide, but I don't know. I think we need to decide percentage. the percentage. So are we are we trying to guess what the critics are doing, or we're giving our own percentage? I I I want to give my own percentage. Okay, me too. I'm not trying to guess what the critics are are doing, and really, I guess I should give a fuck, right? Like, I don't give a fuck, but I'm gonna take a page out of this movie's book. And not give a fuck <laughs> about what the critics say. So, um, like an early Panic at the Disco song. Um, I, I'm gonna put a friend it, of the pod. I'm gonna put it at an 85. I really liked it. I thought it was good. It's, it's, I'm a little bit higher. I'm gonna say like 80, like an 88. I was for gonna me. say 89. Like a B plus. I don't know though because I put Tar very high, and I did enjoy this more than Tar. In general, hmm. but I do think Tar's Don't a think better movie. Don't think too hard movie. about it. Just your first number. All yeah. right, all right. What, what's the, like... Okay, let me pull up Rotten Tomatoes. Do we use Rotten Tomatoes every time? Yeah, yeah we're just been using. We're sponsored by Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> okay, audience score, eighty-two percent. Okay. Wow. 
and critics, 89%. Hey, Let's there you go. go. Yeah. Period. That's good. I, I want movies like this to succeed because they're interesting. They offer good things for the characters. Um, and it's not a goddamn sequel or reboot or adaptation. Yeah, you know what I mean? Just an like, original idea. It's a movie that was made to be a movie. Refreshing. And that and that's refreshing. Good runtime, a perfect runtime yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. How, how long was it? It was uh, uh, an hour and three quarters. Um, yeah. Which is like just a good goddamn yeah. runtime for a movie. We went and saw Black Panther recently, and although I was entertained, and I think overall it was an enjoyable movie. Fucking two and a half hours or something like that. Halfway so through the movie, I looked long. over and Rory was on TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> I think no, I think actually like we we wa- like the the start time was six. We walked out of that movie at nine. nine. Like, no, no, we walked out past nine. We walked out past nine thirty, because my alarm went off like for my medicine. Dang, like that's it's just yeah. yeah. There's there's something to be said about just like a tight. Yeah. 90 minutes, two hours top with credits. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's just good movie length. I've, I'm on the record as saying, like, I don't really care how long a movie is as long as it's good throughout. And I think that that's still true. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. There's just, there's just something to be said to about be a good, good tight screenplay. Yeah, it, it's easier to have your screenplay be good throughout if it's shorter you yeah. know what i mean like the longer it goes the more heavy lifting it really needs to do yeah like i i feel like the length that we got tonight is what movie should be by default and if there's a if there's a compelling reason that your already good movie should be longer and it's still good throughout then sure you know what i mean like yeah. maybe you do need two and a half three hours to tell the story that you're trying to tell but like you better have a good reason <laughs> i don't know i'm not trying to sit through a movie for that long like they're, I don't know. I'm not gonna blame. I'm not gonna point fingers at uh, certain other movies that I feel did not earn their runtime. Uh, fucking King Kong with that Jack Black in it. You know whoa, what I mean? Whoa, whoa, whoa! That hours is a long. cinematic mess. <laughs> he literally said, "I won't name drop," and then name dropped. <laughs> Incredible. I'm, I'm a paradox. No, I'm not. <laughs> well, ghouls. Well, ghouls. The menu. Go watch it. It was good. It was good. Good. Although I would say that this one you can probably like, I feel like we usually like oh go see this one while it's still in theaters. Yeah. Um, like like Tar is one that I would like beg that you go and see in theaters while it's still there. This one, I Not I, I so like much, yeah. while it's while it's a very good movie. I and if you if you have uh, a, a night, then go and see it in theaters. Um, this one, you'd be fine streaming it. Like, you, you could, would, you you would could get go the... get your favorite cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> cuddle up on the couch, turn out the lights. So just catch it when you movie. can, but it is worth it for Very sure. Worth it. It's a yeah. good movie. All right, ghouls. Well, we love you. Love you, ghouls. Music by uh, the Great Chase, you. I guess. We like you. We don't <laughs> like you. We We're tolerate. mildly fond of you, ghouls. <laughs> we don't know you, so. <laughs> All right, love you, ghouls. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.